Welcome to the Conditional Release Program, a podcast that delves into the netherworld of cults, crims, and con artists. We don't like these people and it shows. We believe the best way to expose them is to hold them up to a harsh light, point our index fingers in their general direction, and mock them mercilessly, take them down a peg or two until they cease to exist in any other form than the shit on our shoes. I'm Jack the Insider, otherwise known as Peter Hoisted for tax purposes. And I'm Joel Hill, and... In this episode, we are going to look at the storm that never came. And while we all kind of knew that Biden was going to become president in a fairly boring and uneventful way, a lot of our mates in the QAnon circles were hoping for mass arrests on the 20th, quickly followed by televised executions from Guantanamo Bay, and of course, the second term of rightfully elected God Emperor Donald J. Trump. Ah, yes, the fabled storm, the mass arrest event where all the satanic pedivores from the Democrats and Hollyweird are rounded up, arrested, and executed on live TV. Our anon mates have been waiting for this for yonks. And look, if I'm being honest, a small part of me hoped it would happen. I mean, just for the sake of the spectacle, just fucking imagine how crazy that would be. Like Hillary Clinton in Cuba. Uh, No, actually, no, this is really dark. No, no, Uh, no. But I mean, look. Weathermen everywhere are having their names cursed because the storm that was predicted just simply never came. Didn't and happen. yeah, mm. if you're a weatherman, you may want to lay low a bit because let's face it, these people tend to go after people that had nothing to do with anything. And you had nothing to do with this, but that has not stopped anons from harassing innocent parties that really just were sitting on the sidelines twiddling their thumbs. Like, just be thankful you're not the guy who owns Comet Ping Pong. Oh, well, no. Look, we will look into the dead, hopeless eyes of QAnon later as we must focus on the present. And in the present, we have the Conditional Release Program's weekly news. And firstly, to last week's Australia Day Honours, controversial awards, not least of all to Margaret Court, who won the top gong, the Order of Australia for... Well, I'm not exactly sure what for. A tennis yeah, career, as it. brilliant as it was, finished almost 50 years ago. And, and since then, she's been part of a Pentecostal Christian movement. Yes. Uh, nothing wrong with that, per se, <laughs> except to say she's been a big headliner for Old Testament literalism and has likened trans people to Nazis. Mm-hmm. She also claims to be a healer, and I've never heard one of her supporters in the political sphere address that. Giving people with serious illnesses false hope is not the sort of thing we should be handing out awards for. But let's move on from that blight on the awards system, a very opaque and unaccountable system that it is, and look at one genuinely good announcement. On Australia Day, awards are handed out for outstanding service to policing in the form of the Australian Police Medal, and one recipient was Ballarat's Detective Sergeant Kevin Carson. Kevin Carson has spent much of the last 30 years in Ballarat's, Ballarat's socket unit, Uh, That's Sexual Offences and Child Investigation Unit. And that alone would be hard yards for a a very, very difficult police work. Uh, Among his work with uh, hundreds of victims, uh, bringing prosecutions against clerical peds, Kevin compiled a list of 40 suicides in the Ballarat area, uh, the vast majority of which he believed were due to clerical child sexual abuse and took his investigations to the coroner. And that's a story in itself, but that action put Kevin offside with the cop hierarchy in Victoria. Journalists were not, not allowed to speak to him without permission, which was rarely granted, and Kevin was cast as an outsider in the force. Mm-hmm. It's a long and unhappy story of what amounted to holding priests and religious figures to account for what was an epidemic of child sex offending in Western Victoria, and few cops had the courage to pursue it with the investigative rigour required. Kevin was one of the rare ones who did and remains doing so to this day. 
Now, I didn't get the opportunity to congratulate him in person because Kevin is still not allowed to speak to the media without permission, but I did put my hero, Dennis Ryan, in touch with him. And those of you who know the story of an unholy trinity will know Dennis Ryan lost his job as a Vic Pole detective while trying to prosecute a prolific pedophile priest, Monsignor John Day, in Mildura in 1972. Yeah, we've got an episode on that. If you want to look back into the archives, episode 14 uh, covers Unholy Trinity, and we plan to do more about that in the future. We do indeed. And I know those two men, Kevin and Dennis, uh, had a long chat. And Kevin, in his modest way, had been concerned that he was receiving an award that he believed should have been awarded to Dennis Ryan for his commitment to child protection. But it just as easily could have gone to Detective Sergeant Colin Ryan in Warrnambool, who was hell on wheels in prosecuting these disgusting priests, and Detective Inspector Blair Smith in Melbourne, who was the first to prosecute that evil bastard, the Christian brother, Ted Dowland. And Kevin Carson is one of a very small and illustrious group uh, of police who wouldn't take any shit from the Ballarat Diocese or the Catholic Church. He was placed under great pressure from his peers and Vic Pole management, some of whom were motivated to cover up for the church's manifest failings, as well as keep a lid on Vic Pole's lamentable and often corrupt role in covering up for these offenders. In that morass of of corrupt behaviour, Kevin was one of the few who stood tall. The announcement of his award spread through the survivor community in Ballarat was greeted with great enthusiasm. Everyone in the community knows and appreciates what Kevin has, uh, Kevin Carson has done for victims of clerical peds. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Carson is a good bloke, a fine cop, and his Australian Police Medal is richly deserved. Thank you for your courage and your commitment to victims of clerical child sexual abuse. And speaking of solid police work, Joel, yes. Avi Yemeni has been arrested again. The yep. domestic violence abuser and amateur protest chronicler banned from entering the US. Let's not forget that. No. Not permitted from entering Trump's America. Oh, Poor Avi Yemeni. And he must be poor because he's got his hand out again, Joe. Yep, yep. I don't think he can afford the uh, plane fare these days because <laughs> our favourite grifter, convicted domestic abuser and serial pest Avi Yemeni is at it again. Mm. Pretending he's a journalist... And annoying people at an Invasion Day rally in Melbourne. Yeah. After stirring as much shit as possible with the crowd, asking them, I'm sure, inflammatory, shitty questions and probably insisting he's a journalist in like really awkward mid-sentence ways. Like, did you know that I'm a journalist, bro? Like, have you seen my accreditation? <laughs> I was like, I'm, seriously, I got a, I got a t-shirt jealous. that says I'm press jealous. on it. I really am. Yeah. I'm totally a journalist. I promise. Pink promise. <laughs> The cops took him away, as usual, in a fairly dramatic fashion. Oh, no, 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 no. And as Tom Tanneke said in his video that wraps this up pretty nicely, it's on Facebook, this is his thing. He goes to rallies, he pisses people off, mm. films himself being arrested, and he's just dropped off somewhere down the road and let off with a warning. And yes, that is exactly what happened here. Ah. Despite his fairly pathetic and inauthentic pleas for freedom, <laughs> he was simply released without charge. And, I mean, this happened after... Well, he mentioned this after raising a few thousand dollars for his legal defense. Oh, legal defense. So, which he it, has no intention of refunding by the looks of things. He hasn't been charged with anything, but he's no. got a defense fund for a defense that doesn't exist. Yes, because that's how he works. He, so he records this incredibly annoying video from the back of the Divi van, flashes his dumbass little journalist accreditation, which he's obsessed with, which apparently you like just get for like paying 30 bucks to the government. <laughs> I need your help. Free RV. Fuck. <laughs> Off, mate. I think it's you just usual, got, like, 
I think you just got to go to a quick copy and you can get one of those. But anyway, Joel, yes. Honestly, probably bought it on fucking eBay. It's this like usual begging for money, call to action. These like desperate claims to convince people that he's a journalist. He's this public interest journalist, no less. It's uh-huh. in the public interest that, Arvi, you just fucking vanish mm. and just stop hassling people for money, especially under false pretenses or, you know, lies. So public interest journos, there's actually a long history of these guys sniffing around totalitarian regimes, sniffing around before totalitarian regimes emerged, Mm -hmm. general troublemakers. It's not about whether he's a journalist or not. It allows guys like Arvey to play the old free speech card. You know, that's what he's he's like. Oh, um, they're arresting a journalist. They're arresting a journalist. How (laughs) terrible. They're arresting an agitating fuckwit. But. The best part about this, which I really, really enjoyed, is that the entire fundraiser grift was planned in advance. And oh. this comes from metadata from the images created on the Rebel News website to basically, you know, beg idiots for money. And it shows they were indeed created five hours before Arvi was chauffeured home in the How back of a divvy van mm. because the entire fucking thing was planned to beg for money. <laughs> a very astute Twitter user at Politics Party 69 did a bit of a right click on this and just found that the times the metadata were from Canada, which is a home Oops. of Rebel News, mm-hmm. and five hours before this staged bloody arrest where he's just basically walked around saying, please arrest me. I need this <laughs> for my fucking gig. So while a lot of people online are bizarrely defending this behavior and it's genuinely strange watching, it's almost like he's paying them, he has lost a few hearts and minds from this scripting stunt because oh, it's so fucking transparent. Mm. Now, this is eerily similar to the yeah. Fight the Fines fundraiser where he got uh, over six figures over $100,000 for a class action to fight fines, uh, public order fines from, uh, from you know, not, not wearing masks. Uh-huh. So where's the money, Arby? Yeah, where's, where's the that? class action? Where's Where that is class it, mate? action? That's what I'm looking Where for. Where is it? That's yeah, what I'm looking yeah. for. Where's that, Under the couch. Where's that class action? You've Checks had, in the mail. You've had group funded. Yes. Uh, well, look, in other news, a bunch of nerds on Reddit have thrown the entire stock market into a frenzy, possibly redefining the way in which hedge funds are able to operate if they are able to operate at all. Joe. Yeah, this is a very interesting story. I'm a political economy nerd, so like I really enjoy this sort of shit. But the way in which the kids of Wall Street Bets, which is a subreddit on Reddit, it's like a category where they talk about investing crap. They describe themselves as 4chan with a Bloomberg terminal. So that is a massive red flag. You just know something like, you know, yeah, yeah. like dormant troublemaking is in this in this crowd. Yeah. So they basically changed the paradigm of how the share market works just in the past week, and it really can't be ignored. This is such a fucking huge deal. Hedge funds have for years been using their market power and influence to bet against the value of vulnerable companies, systematically destroying them, and then taking money from this inevitable manufactured downfall. And this is some fucking ridiculous business as usual. It's like it's capitalism on steroids, yeah. and it's fucked. Yeah, yeah now, it's, it's undercapitalizing companies, but basically that's what it does, and, and that's why – why it destroys them. It's, you know, it and if you've got that yet. much money and that much influence, you can destroy companies. So you mm. bet against them and then you fuck them up and then you take money from being a malevolent piece of shit. Don't mm. like it. Anyway, that's just my feelings on things. I'm a bit of a lefty. Mm. Um, so now through a coordinated attack on this ridiculous market mechanism which shouldn't fucking exist, a bunch of middle-class internet nerds have destroyed a multi-billion dollar hedge fund <laughs> on a whim and a joke and a meme sending shares to the moon to fuck the elites. And while this is a bit of an oversimplification, the original post for the GameStop short challenge has actually been posting about this for quite a few months, yes. rallying up the troops. But like anything, until it went viral, it meant nothing. And then when it did, it meant everything. 
Yeah, you see, a short position means that you borrow a bunch of shares at a certain price to sell them back at a later date for what is hopefully a lower price. But the Reddit kids pushed the price through the roof and the position had to be closed. And to close the position, they had to buy these crazy overpriced shares. So they lose their cash, a lot of it. And these contracts are watertight and must be carried out. No take-backs. Other stocks like AMC, the uh, movie chain and content producer who came up with Breaking Bad, have also been pumped into the hysteria. Yeah, and since the irrational pump of GameStop shares, we've seen a complete freak out in the market. People just don't know what this means. And Robinhood, and we're only isolating Robinhood because they did some really egregious shit here, but lots of apps, lots of trading platforms have done this, Mm. halting uh, trade and generally just uh, a bit of fuckery. But this is an app that offers free trading based on this idea of democratizing fucking share markets and all this puffy bullshit. They hold your trade. But not only that, and halting trade is something that happens when like strange things happen in the market. It's fairly normal. These guys went as far to actually sell positions of their Mm. members far below market value when the short position was called in. Basically, this capital uh, hedge fund had to buy Melvin Capital. They had to buy these shares and Robin Hood forced sales mm. way below what mm. would have been the asking price if they were allowed to do it themselves. That is fucked up. So this is giving people a shit and it seems like the hedge fund were trying to mitigate their losses rather firmly asked Robin Hood to force these sales at this lower than uh, market price to yes. just, you know, mitigate their Manipulate losses. The and this position. is the bad yeah. guys fucking winning as usual because at the end of the day you can't let the little guy have a win you just can't do it so court cases are being looked into and the robin hood boys who democratize fucking share trading are looking very much like the farmer bro martin shkreli of fucking 2021 you know that asshole who pumped oh, up the price of, piece uh, of work. pharmaceuticals yeah he's fucking uh, he's in the, he's doing a nice old stretch at the moment isn't he Yes, he is. He is. And I'm sure he's one of the most popular guys in uh, prison. I actually think he's not, in not making as much noise as he used to, funnily enough. No, no, no. But I look forward to him getting freed and getting weird. I mean, no, he's, he's going to have get a fun future. Weird. But anyway. So, the nature of short selling stocks is about <laughs> to change dramatically as a result of this, which I'm kind of loving. But. Like with anything, people power isn't always what it seems. Like there's this pump and sell mentality, which is extended to a campaign to pump the cryptocurrency Dogecoin, which is literally named after a meme of a Shibu Inu dog. It's that Doge thing. I know that dog. I know that dog. It's a cute meme, but fucking come on, guys. (laughs) So yeah, they are pumping a meme currency and there is something quite beautiful about this. I mean, I used to hold some of this years and years and years ago um, and it was sort of annoying. There was this application took ages to update, so I'm kind of glad to be rid of it. But regardless of this nonsense, the issue with the Doge pump is as far as it goes up, there's no hedge fund to buy it at a stupid price at the end of the day. There's no contract to be cleared. There's no Melvin Capital coming in in a month saying, oh, yeah, I'll have all those things. There's Mm. no short position to close. So it's either going to stay at this crazy inflated price that genuinely makes no sense, fucked with by bots and institutional investors just basically just robbing normies of their money, or it's just going to sort of, you know, just crash and get weird. I'm not a big fan of this movement, but I love what happened with GameStop. 
So one of the things you can learn from GameStop, Dogecoin, and Reddit's Wall Street bets is that nothing is stable, nothing is certain. And while pilled idiots have made politics a post-truth era mechanism here, we now have another army of anons turning the market into a post-truth exchange. You just can't rely on anything to be its the next day. There will, Something bizarre is always around the corner. So what this means for capitalism is beyond my pay grade, but I'm very curious to see what is next. Because it seems like every fucking week there's a new reason why the status quo becomes a fiction <laughs> due to a bunch of nerds on a fucking image board. I mean, why is it always nerds? Always 4chan, nerds. 8kun, oh. Reddit. It seems like the nerds are always in control of things. And Damn I just don't nerds. know how to respond to that. So how much money will be lost in this hysterical trading from people just jumping on these bandwagons that understanding what they're, they're getting into is yet to be seen. But all I would say to you guys is if you want to jump in on some of this really weird yeah. shit, only gamble what you're prepared to lose because this is a very sketchy game. Uh, look, nerds being con- in control of anything is sickening and, I, and a sign possibly from Q that it's time to A, buy more merch and B, it's the end <laughs> of Western civilization as we know it. Yeah, but now it's time to get down and dirty as we plumb the depths of the idiocy of those who punted on Donald J. Trump's re-election, a dumb bet at the very best of times, but after witnessing him lose virtually every day from November 3 all the way to the inauguration of Joe Biden as 46 POTUS on January 20, these people maintained that somehow or other they won and in many cases kept betting, kept doubling down, kept losing money on the Trumpster being elected, but maintained today that they are winners or they will win someday in a kind of powerful delusion that frankly is an inspiration to us all. It's the Betfair Trump Punters Fraud Exposed Group. So it seems a lot of people on Facebook have actually twigged onto the fact that there's this subculture of idiots out there that think that Trump won and there's staggeringly large bets are coming in any day now. And due to this fantastic free speech principle these right-wingers have been puffing up recently, yes. they don't delete comments. They leave so them up there. Mm. Basically, this means the Facebook group is just overwhelmed <laughs> with people giving these Trump punters shit. It's like it's almost sad, but it's yes. quite beautiful. And they... And they respond in this defeated sort of like, oh, shut up, man. Like, because they just know they're fucked. Uh-huh. So, but on the darker side of the internet, the Telegram group, group is actually really quite quiet. I mean, it's always relatively quiet because, look, it's still a few hundred messages a day, but it used to be thousands because most people have just left. I mean, <laughs> I was really hoping for the sake of this segment that they would announce their departure and make these big dramatic speech for how they lost their life savings and their wives won't talk to them, but we're not going to get that insight <laughs> into just, these lives. We're just not going to get that. That's, what, that's disappointing, isn't it? We just have to speculate. We just have yeah. to speculate on how the dinner table vibes are yes. going in the MAGA households with the for sale signs out the front. I mean, it must be dire. And I do feel for them. It must be really, really quite sad. Bad space to be in. Bad space. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's not great. And, like, look, they got fucking – they got sold a bullshit dream. The only chatter that's really happening in the Telegram group is – deeply conspiratorial thinking Uh-oh. it's that sort of like you know lynn wood saying that there's like you know the military and trump are still in charge and yeah. just all these really weird like youtube clip well not youtube bit shoot really because youtube hasn't hasn't been on that bandwagon for a while but like you know sometimes you think that maybe lynn wood has money on this as well like he speaks like very much so. like I'd they're like sort of like reflecting so. each other's bullshit um mm. but honestly I don't know. Yeah, we'll get to him later, but it sounds like Linwood might need it. Things are not going well for him. But hope lives on. I figure we still have enough hope, or as they call it nowadays, hopium, 
until at least a soft sit inspired March inauguration, which is, of course, just a shifting of the goalposts. Apparently, Biden was sworn in as president of a defunct corporation of the USA, and Trump will be made the rightful president of the Republic on March the 5th. This is mm-hmm. soft sit nonsense, of course. Fucking so, bullshit. following reports that some Las Vegas bookies are not settling, which is bullshit, uh, <clears throat> until after March, there is a renewed sense of hope that their money is coming in soon. They love a vague indication that things are going to plan, and this is as vague as it gets. It's probably not even true. Probably and they've not. got to the point now where they're saying, it's not about the money we lost, but the friends we made along the way. Actually, no, it's about the money you lost, you terrifyingly stupid fuckwits. Yeah, the five figures of money you've lost. You just, uh, how, uh, oh my God, it's just painful. Anyway, look, it's a movement that was once defined by this amazing delusional confidence that you almost like was impressed by and this camaraderie and this, this mutual struggle against the oppressive, corrupt bookmakers. And now it's just a broken mirror with oh shards of reflective glass on the floor oh showing the shattered remains of crushed spirits. I reckon you should pour one out for our Betfair punters, Litmus, because it has been a very rough month for them. Tough time, yes, and let's raise a stubby too and the poor stupid bastards. But now it's time for this. It's a segment which defies Einstein's theory of relativity, a segment where time stands still while the universe keeps expanding, a segment where some of the greatest minds in this country turn their heads angrily and make shushing noises in the direction of the lumpen proletariat who are fart-assing around in the background just so they can hear a bit better. It's the Conditional Release Program's Deeper Dive. So, yeah, the storm that never came. Um, It really just didn't Mm. happen. Um, So, realistically, the storm storm goes back to, like, the first sort of cue drops where there was this promise that Hillary Clinton was going to be arrested and, you know, they were going to – the world was going to freak out and there was going to be this whole – shake up of the the, the mm. order of things and since then that goalpost has been shifting and shifting and shifting always. and there's always going to be a mass arrest event it's going to be mm. the storm and then mm. after the storm where everyone gets arrested and executed and we realize that okay maybe michelle obama is named big mike and is a guy like all this sort of <laughs> bullshit they've been fucking like you know hammering out for the yeah. last million years we all have this great awakening where we realize all these things, you know, that things like a global currency reset come in. So all of a sudden we're rich, which is fucking awesome. Great one. Like, you know, all the bullshit. And the yeah. thing is, is that this is basically the last bit where the storm could come. You know, this is the, um, this is sort of penultimate moment of the, the Trump presidency where it's ending. It's the inauguration day. This is where it has to happen. So of course, Everyone around the circuit was convinced that the National Guard were in Washington, D.C. in order to, not in order to keep the MAGA guys away. No, no, no. This was in order to basically trap all the pedophiles, which is, you know, cannibal Mm. pedophiles, um, into this mass arrest event. And, you Mm. know, Tom Hanks was there. Lady Gaga was there. This is not because of any kind of televised event. This is in order to have them there to be arrested because they're like massive, like any number ones for QAnon. That's right. I mean, first yeah. let's 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 deal with the whole idea that QAnon is not a violent is not a violent cult. Oh, I mean, yeah. it's a cult Fuck off. like most cults that that rely on retribution, you know, and, yeah. and yeah. That, that 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 moment of reckoning, uh, bloodlust. Yeah, that's and the yes, the psychology that it will, it. you will only feel better if you see 
those political figures and holly weirdos, you know, basically lynched before your very eyes on your flat screen yeah. TV. Yeah, you got to win. Like, there's so much about this. Like, it, it's beautiful how it encapsulates that Trump mindset of winners and losers. Everyone's got to be winning. And the guys, and this is one of the hallmarks of the QAnon conspiracy universe, is at the end of the day, as long as you are right all along, nothing else matters. So, when it comes to the Great Awakening being, you know, sort of provoked by this mass arrest storm event, it is that feeling not only of seeing your political enemies vanquished in front of you, that bloodlust, but also I was right. And, you know, and all those people I don't talk to anymore were wrong. Mm. And you were yeah. wrong to doubt me. You yeah, were that's, wrong. Yeah, that's I'm right. right. And I win and you lose. <laughs> look at, look at Michelle a, Obama's on a pike now. It's a strange, it's a strange way to get affirmation. Um, Truly. But is Q dead? I mean, there've been well, no more Q drops. Ron Watkins uh, said, look, it's just been great. You know, it, uh, thanks for all the beautiful memories and, I'll give you the quote because I think it's pretty funny. Yeah. This is from Ron Watkins basically pulling the parachute before, let's face it, massive lawsuits and possibly arrest oh, coming away. I would imagine, yeah. Like, how many things is this guy fucking guilty of? Surely. So he said, this is the quote, we gave it our all. Now we need to keep our chins up and go back to our lives as best as we are able, which is so ominous. We have a new president sworn in and it is our responsibility as citizens to respect the Constitution. Respect. Yeah. regardless of whether or not we agree with the specifics or details regarding wow. officials who are sworn in. As we enter into the next administration, please remember all the friends and happy memories <laughs> oh. we've made over oh, the past nice? few years. Oh, yeah, and your family stopped talking to you. How good is that? <laughs> Luckily, his dad still talks to him because he's a part of the fucking cult as well. Yes. Um, so, and then he plugs a project. So he's just uh, pulled the ripcord on the parachute there and just slips straight, straight straight out the straight out the door. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it's basically we have a new president. So that's yep. that's he's uh, just he's accepted it. He's yeah. he's accepted yeah. it. He you know this is his concession speech as Q. Mm. Basically saying, uh, you know, thanks for the memories, please don't arrest me. I'm staying in Japan. Fuck you. And and look, we did see we did see, I mean, you know, I mean basically anyone who got into Q and on should have given it up around the time of Comet Pizza. But but yeah. This was the this was the moment where everything was directed at the the twentieth oh, yeah. of January inauguration and of course nothing happened so we did see yep. people fall off oh yeah we, we did see people say ah enough is enough yeah now, it's I, over I would argue I, I would argue that those people are not rusted on those those people would be fairly late to it or had dipped lightly into it. Uh, yeah, I think some of them would be, but yeah, I think you're right. I think a lot of those people will be the ones that are sort of came into it as a an interesting thing in the last year or so, mm. and then you know waited it out, and then went, you know what, maybe this is all bullshit, but yeah. it's okay. And I think a lot of these people pr- probably still talk to their families, which is I think a real bellwether of how deep you are in. How many friends have you lost? There That's the real a, question. There was an NYT uh, piece. Uh, a profile of a woman who basically said, you know, I, I'd neglected my children. <clears throat> she had a young family. She'd neglected her, her children. She was just basically sitting uh, sitting down somewhere, just glaring at her phone and yeah, interacting. 17 on, on hours a day watching so videos. She had three young children yeah. that were getting getting fed takeaway. I mean, that was just sort of the greatest crime. But she'd sort of realised, my God, this is, you know, on, on, on January 20, she realised, well, we've all been had. So yeah. she, was, she was one. But... And, and look, she had dived deeply into into QAnon, but then we saw another video during the week of of uh, 
an elderly woman screaming and crying and weeping helplessly, begging for Donald Trump to intervene, save us, President Trump, save us, President Trump. And you look at a person like that and say, where to from here for her? I mean, she's she's not she's not going to drop this you know that there, there, there'd be literally tens of thousands of people who need to be delicately sensitively deprogrammed yeah oh look tens yeah. of thousands is a very modest number very and, modest. And, uh, and and those people will essentially need to be deprogrammed and if they're not I don't know how they can come back I, I, yeah. I mean, and, and you know basically can they afford therapy again. do their families still speak to them like do they want their families to still speak American, to them like American public health system I mean shit what is that that's yeah a, that's a fucking, so, so, so where, where do these people go I mean we saw a we saw a, a bit of discussion before the presidential election on November 3. We saw quite a lot of discussion about what might happen to QAnon, that it was perhaps the start of a sort of burgeoning cult or slash yeah. sect, you know, and they yeah. might all sort of jump in their jump in their wagons and head maybe not to Utah this time, but they go to uh, go to perhaps, perhaps uh, Idaho or Wyoming and yeah. and set up there. I mean, it's it's completely different to that sort of spiritual hold. I'm, yeah, you know, you could argue that it is a spiritual hole, but essentially, QAnon is a political movement. Yeah. And, At the end of the day, and politics moves on. You know, yeah, people the are vanquished. People are, people rise and so forth. So, what happens yeah. to these people who've been have been basically pilled deliberately? By the way, they've been pilled to create. Oh yeah, a, a, a base of Trump voters that would never ever electorate. vote for anyone else. Yeah, and, and it's that thing of like, you know, if you've got such a shit candidate, you've got to get it to at some point where you're like, okay, you know what? We're just going to turn him into a fucking god because what can we do with this fucking moron who basically eats KFC, plays golf, and like sneers at working class people? We need to manufacture something. And here you go. You make a fucking spy thriller out of this guy who's saving the fucking children. Yeah. Well and done. Then, and then you hammer away and you hammer away at vulnerable people, people who yep. have, you know, sort of a history of, uh, of, um, uh, of mistrust of authority of, of yep. the state um, and empathetic people as well. They play on empathy. They yeah. play on saving the yeah. children. They well, play on right. all these things. Yeah. They yeah. make these nutters who, let's face it, they have bloodlust. But a lot of the guys with this bloodlust genuinely mm. think that Hillary Clinton and Michelle Obama eat babies. I mean, I know. like, I know. If you I, genuinely I, believe that, you think this is justice, not bloodlust. But you know, all that sort of all that stuff about charlatanism around QAnon, it, it, it's very cult-like in that respect. <clears throat> it, it, uh, it, but it does differ in that it is a political movement. Uh, yeah. r- rather than a spiritual or religious one. Yeah, um, but there is a lot of religious crossover when it comes to QAnon. There's a oh, there lot is, of biblical there, stuff. There is no doubt, but the but the objective. But it's not the same as of a the manipulator. Is this not the, in this case? Give us all your money. Yeah. Although yeah. that would be handy. Well, um, the grift is still there, <laughs> but the real underlying thing is the billion-dollar presidential campaign, be, which is now over. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, that's right. And and like and, Roger Stone's got no no horse in this race anymore. That's right. So all the architects you know, of this, they just walk away. Having manipulated yeah. vast numbers of people into yeah. believing into believing these bizarre things, and that they are ultimately driven by what is, a, you know, a solid motivation. You know, that they're yeah. in the business of child protection. Yeah, uh, yeah, saving where, the world. So where that leaves those rusted on people is is anyone's guess. Um, yeah. 
this sort of thing has never been undertaken, you know, even if it were possible to deprogram yeah. as many, you say, hundreds of thousands. I think that's about right. I say sort of tens of thousands is a fairly conservative one, but we know that there are sort of three million people who've at least dipped a toe into the QAnon pool. Yeah, uh, that terrible Vice documentary said 30 million. But I think it was based on the bullshit poll saying that 56% of Republicans are like sort of dabbled in QAnon sort of stuff. I think it's just the fact that people know what it is, but the people who have really, you know, got to the point where it's like, mm. I'm having my own Thanksgiving this year. Fuck you guys. I'll see you guys after the Great Awakening. When the storm comes, you'll know I was right. Mm. I think they're, yeah, that's your hundreds of thousands. And they are yeah, sick. Yeah, they are hundreds they're of thousands. Sick. And, and, yeah, and they're, they're very sick. I mean, basically that, that woman shrieking on the video there. I mean, yeah. what, where's, where's she supposed to go? You want, you want to meet up with her in the supermarket? I mean, yep. she she needs to basically be be put in residential psychiatric care and 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 and, and slowly but surely deprogrammed. It will take literally months, and that's just one person. So yep. the answer is this: this issue is not going to be resolved in that way. No, uh, and they're if, very very vulnerable to suggestion, which means that Nazis and general fuckwits are mm. licking their lips and seeing these people as you know their new membership role. Yeah. This yeah. is their new their new base. Yeah, so, um, that, and that's terrifying. And you got people like Ted Cruz and opportunistic fuckbags like that. Who, let's face it, the Josh Hawleys and Ted Cruz's they had a very bad month, and that wasn't what I expected. I was expecting them to be shooting to the moon right now in approval ratings in the wingnut community, but somehow it hasn't landed. But that leaves a power vacuum, in, in my opinion. Oh, that look, leaves a vacuum. There's you, no leader, and know, they they need one. You know that these people are going to be hammered by the far right because they're already open to it. You know, they've already... So open. Yeah. They're they, rubes. They, 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 they basically are with no sense. I mean, they, they, they will talk to, talk to you about participatory democracy in terms of having a vote, um, but uh, it, it's only about their vote. It's not about anyone else's. I mean, yeah. that's 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 the problem. Why you know why can't we why can't we be why can't we be heard? And of course, they're being heard very loudly. Um, yeah, and they've been fed all these anti-Semitic tropes. Mm. So it's really not that hard that's to right. be like, you know, all that stuff about adrenochrome, the Jews. Yeah, and they'll go, oh my god, really? The satanic pedophiles? Oh, they're all Jews. Yeah. Oh wow, and you know, and here, have you heard about this Hail Hitler shit? Oh, how interesting! And then mm. all of a sudden. People are standing around going, oh, my yeah. God, the Nazis were just misunderstood. You know, this was them trying to cleanse the world of satanic pedophiles. And look where we go. Full yeah. goddamn circle. So, yes, the uh, QAnon Rustadons are going to be prey to uh, yeah. all manner of extremists, Nazis and what have you because yeah. they've already shown themselves so gullible that they'll believe this stuff, then it's no big uh, jump to uh, all of a sudden explain to them that the run, the world's run by a cabal of Jewish bankers. You know, oh, big time, yeah. And the thing that's scary about this sort of thing is that you've got a lot of people here who seem to have nothing to lose at this point. Mm. Uh, before it was like there was a plan that Trump was in charge, yeah. everything was going to be okay because we were we were in control, mm. and now they're out of control, and that that's means right. that things like pipe bombs in a backpack start to become a lot more realistic. Now, I'm not saying there's going to be right-wing extremist attacks 
over the next while because I don't fucking know the future. But I can say that there is nothing more terrifying than someone with nothing to lose. And I feel like we just got a whole bunch of people peeled to the gills with nothing to lose. Yeah, and, and, and their grifters and manipulators, that's a really good point because their grifters and manipulators have all moved on. There's yeah. no there's no payoff. There's no electoral payoff. They're yeah. intellectual orphans. And, and who's going to who's going to date them? Off, they're off the leash, basically. Yeah, and, yeah. and, and, and that's what makes the situation far more dangerous than perhaps it was six months ago. Yeah, and they're addicted to the dopamine hit of this idea of the patriots are in charge and there's a spy thriller involved. And when it's gone, okay, some of the people are there are just going to, you know, close the tab and move on. Mm. But those who don't, there will be people to fill this void. There'll be other anons. There'll be FBI anon or insider anon or new anons will come back and fill these roles, making these fucking ridiculous live-action role-play LARPs where they say, oh, I know inside information, let's go down another rabbit hole. And they'll fucking run down the rabbit hole as long as it gets traction in the the usual circles of shitty Telegram chat groups. And, you know, luckily Parler is dead. But how long is that going to last for? I mean, you know, they've apparently got a a contract with a Russian host. I don't know what their bloody coding dev team is doing, but they're taking their time. But when they're back, maybe they'll come back. I think they'll puff into obscurity. But who knows? Who fucking knows? There's oh, no, so much uncertainty. We're, we're not talking about the the death of QAnon at all. Um, the, 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 the inauguration of, Q, of Biden has not, not has not created that. Yeah, that, that basically it's the end of organised QAnon. Yeah, uh, it's the end of Q as itself. The the idea of these people flocking toward bizarre misinformation campaigns that get them, give them these weird justice erections. Hmm. It, I think it's only the beginning of the story, yeah. and you know, and it's going to keep Q researchers in business because I don't know, I don't think this is going anywhere. Well, it it, it basically just tells us that you know uh, that the people who who strung them along have now all moved moved on, have now basically just left them with this set of beliefs that these people can't walk away from. Yeah. And, you know, these are extreme these are extreme extreme views of the world. And they lead yeah. to it's all designed uh, around salvation, around yeah. personal salvation. You know, yeah. so it's and not, saving not, others. Yeah. It's saving children. Saving fucking children. So Innocent you know children. there's going to be – I mean, look, if you're in the FBI, I don't know what their domestic – whether they have various levels of domestic terror threat, but I would imagine that that is absolutely at, in the fucking red zone right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It is it is really concerning, and I don't like it when, you know, sort of half-assed pundits like myself here sit there and pontificate about how, oh, you know, there's going to be this, there's going to be that, blah, blah, blah. But like I say, you know, when you've got these people who have this like ideological vacuum in their lives where everything made sense to a certain extent now it doesn't and there's children to be saved and there's pedivores, there's the dirty Jews, like the whole thing is the stage is already set and all that these guys need to do is just put some fertilizer in the back of their car and mm. douse it in diesel. And let's face it, it might not happen and a lot of people – do have something to lose. Even if their family stopped talking to them, they still don't want to just die for a cause. But, I mean, just from the amount of people that are just so fucking pilled, it just seems statistically certain that someone's going to do something really stupid fairly soon. Uh, I would imagine so, uh, unfortunately. And, um, 
it's just not something you you this is the great wickedness of of QAnon and why we need to find out who is responsible because it has essentially pilled a group of people into making them very very dangerous and also without assistance without professional assistance clinical psychiatric assistance they can't come back you yeah, know, there are- it'd be very interesting if Biden actually, you know, brought in a um, a proposal. <laughs> it would actually be quite amazing to just basically say, "Look, we know what's happened. Unlike Trump, we don't pretend that QAnon didn't happen. We were watching the entire time with our mouths agape, our jaws were on the floor. We are offering a you know a therapy program to anyone who experienced the QAnon uh, universe and found themselves destitute." found themselves isolated, found themselves alone. What an amazing policy that would be. They'll never fucking do it. Oh, that, I mean, look, the, the first step, the first step has to be a comprehensive investigation into how this started, Yeah, what Rob individuals were involved, what companies were involved in spreading this sort of information. Yeah, now, companies, we, we, yep. Yeah, you know, I, I don't want to get into the sort of, the, the, the you know, the, the, the Kremlin angle. The, Kre- mm. the Kremlin, as far as I can I, I tell. I think it's fair. Just kicked it down the road, right? Yeah, but they, 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 they weren't they the architects of this. They say we need to find out who those people are. And if I was in the FBI, I'd be hitting up Bannon. I'd be hitting up Roger Stone. I'd yep. be uh, getting them in uh, some of those uh, un- uncomfortable crouch positions for a little while to see what they had yes. to say about that. Knocking uh, on some doors. Yeah, and and I, and I actually do believe that's going to happen. This is a terrible thing that's been done to a lot of people. Yeah. And and we can we sort of and we do you and I we sneer away at QAnon beliefs and yeah. and we poke fun and and we're and very so guilty of this but it's cathartic as well because it's a frustrating thing to watch yeah oh look you've got look there's a there's a real role for mockery in in all of this don't get me wrong but but <laughs> uh, but there, there is. is you know that it, it, it is it's a it's a it's a fantastic way of 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 stopping recruiting. Um, <clears throat> that's that's you know or, or preventing um, uh, preventing recruitment into these cults. Uh, yeah, but this is this is unlike anything we've seen before in that it is not a spiritual cult. It's a it's a cult designed to to give people political uh, expression and yeah. and continue to support. If it gives you one, two, three percent of the vote. That is going to be crucial in most elections. It could be enough. Yeah, it yeah. could be enough. But, you uh, know, in, in, on the other side of things, sometimes it can be the equal and opposite reaction, you know, like the idea that record, uh, you know, voter turnout, Trump supporters cannot handle that. And this is such a big part of their – there was election fraud. There was election fraud. How could this many people vote for Biden? I'm like, mate, they didn't vote for Biden. They just fucking hate Trump. And they turned well, up and they waited in line to well, see they, the they end of this terrible era. But what what the United States also did, and when we're talking about participation rates, I mean, it's it's through the roof. Uh, it, it's, uh, it is pretty not, crazy. Not the, uh, the most number of people who uh, – Voted in terms of a percentage in, in United States political history, but okay. cer- certainly in recent. Oh, we were. Well, I don't want to take you back to the days when only men and landowners could vote. Yeah. So we don't okay. want to go. We don't want to go all yeah. that way back. But oh, certainly, most recent times, uh, huge, huge voter turnout. Yeah, uh, there a beat nineteen sixty for election. Uh, for, for example, when when Kennedy was was elected, and that was why, because of QAnon or rusted on Trump supporters which is certainly a, a part of it, but not 
just because of that. But what the, what the Americans did was for the first time in, uh, well, for the first time in in the history of the United States of, of America, they made voting easy. Yeah, that is it. That is so it. And like you know, being on a Tuesday is so fucking stupid. I love Saturday. I love Saturday. You know, you 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 take the day, you go down. Maybe you get a sausage sandwich. I never see the barbecues. I think democracy sausages are a fucking lie. But <laughs> at the end of the day, you get to go down. You mosey down. If there's a line, there's a line. If there's not, there's not. But if I'm going to be busy that day, I always do a postal. I always do a pre-poll type thing because I'm like, mm. okay, if I'm volunteering that day, but I'm outside of my electorate and I can't be bothered changing shirts to go into the fucking polling place, there's all sorts of variables, but there's so many contingency plans for it. Whereas having it on a Tuesday where you have to bring ID <laughs> and three forms of like, you know, fucking anal swabs to come it's, in. Yeah, like, I mean, it depends on state. I mean, basically all... All three, uh, oh, sorry, it's, uh, the, the, the two Pacific Northwest uh, states, they have automatic voter registration as we do. Yeah. Um, so, so it varies from state to state, basically. They bloody track you. It's very impressive. You move yeah, fast. Like, by the way, speak- we see you moved electorate. <laughs> Whoa, okay. <laughs> Thanks, yes. AEC, you creeps. Yeah, um, but but – um, but in 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 the south, generally speaking, you've got voter suppression there now. It, Fuck yeah! It, it didn't. That's that's where voter suppression actually works. Um, it's a way of life down there. Yeah. So uh, um, what we saw in Georgia though was most peculiar, and and yeah. I suspect you know, given uh, given COVID around the United States, given the ease in which they allowed Americans to vote, you know, you, that's why you've seen this great this great. Uh, rejection of Trump. Yeah, um, a mistake I'm sure they will try to avoid in the future because uh, enfranchising voters is the worst part of democracy. Never well, do that. Well, you'll see most of the states are going to continue with these things on the books. Um, <clears throat> and voter registration made easy. Um, yeah. Postal voting made easy. All, all these sorts of things because there are actual benefits for them in terms yeah. of um, in terms of not having to man as many polling booths and and all this sort of stuff, so you know it is something that you know Trump Trump's mentioned this outside of the QAnon uh, circus. He, he mentioned you know this just basically the Republicans will never win another election under this kind of voting system where it can be as easy as as having a a ballot sent out to you that you uh, fill in. And put it in a put in put in the the uh, postage paid envelope and whack it in yeah. a uh, whack it in a, in a in a letterbox and that's it. If they abolish the electoral college, the Republican Party is fucked. And especially if well, this whole thing, thing yeah. of the Patriot Party does come to fruition, which is this sort of QAnon offshoot they're talking oh. about, where Donald Trump's going to start a party, just splinter the Republican Party. The Republican Party, oh, the Democrats, have been, Democrats have been around for for a lot longer than the Republicans, and they've been involved in some pretty messy shit over the years too. But but uh, um, uh, my point is always with these things is the political parties. They're not forever. They don't. They don't last. Yeah, they don't necessarily yeah. last forever. In I fact, see what you mean. It's hard to imagine an America that isn't a two-party system where the Democrats and Republicans have the Super Bowl at the end of the season and one of them wins. But the idea of a Patriot Party or some sort of proxy—imagine the yeah. Patriot Party. You're never going to get presidency. You just sound shit. 
Like, no one can take that seriously. Yeah, you I, are I, sad I, outliers. Like, I, I've, I've, I've told you, my prediction is that Trump will disappear because he's sent, you know, he's a spent political force. Yeah, yeah, he's a shotgun shell. It's he's on the floor. He's fucking useless, and, and that's it. Yeah, and, you know, and, and if even if he can bring ten percent, twenty percent of the voting public along behind him, where's that nah, get you? Twenty percent, twenty percent doesn't get you anywhere in democracy. In a no, democracy. not in this you shit democracy. Yeah, you know, you need to have a preferential one. voting system, yeah. or like you know, some sort of runoff system, and they don't have that. But in the meantime, Joel, we've got QAnon, and and there is still this desperation. You know, there is this sense that something will happen in March. Something will happen. Something happen in something March. Something will happen. The storm yep. will go. The, and the inauguration will happen in March because the fucking. Biden was sworn in as the president of the defunct corporation yeah. that is the United States of America. Yeah. Joe Biden's on the, side. You know, Joe Biden's Joe Biden's yep, a, got a that. QAnon he's a white, white hat. hat. Yeah. Yep, yep. And he's actually like, you know, one of the, the, the great things they've said is so fucking stupid, is that in the letter um, that Donald Trump left Biden, because they always leave a letter, uh, yeah. and often these letters are released to the public. Mm. And apparently in this letter, what it says is, okay, Biden – You've come in at a time that is crucial. Here is the plan, you know, like the plan with capital letters, <laughs> the QAnon plan, and like, and you're with us on this, you know. And it's one of those things where it's also like, you know, maybe this is a gunpoint thing where it's like, here's the plan, and you're carrying this out whether you like it or not. You know, you may be a satanic pedophore who eats babies and is a corrupt elite, but now you're on side with us because here's the plan, and you're sticking to it. And yeah. that sort of thing, you know, so that's yeah. floated. Oh. If if Trump actually did leave a, a letter behind to Biden, I just think it was a Kentucky Fried Chicken order. I think yeah. it was probably just you know give me a bucket of yeah. original, uh, give yeah. me some it's of that crayon. Fuck yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> give, like give me give me some of that family size potato and gravy and some biscuits, which KFC America loves. Get some biscuits. Yes. Get oh, some biscuits. biscuits. Don't forget the biscuits. Um, so I think that's I that's what them. it would have been. But look, you know there are people who have bet their careers. And oh, families, time. you know, on, the whole on, bit. yeah, the, on on Trump, and they and they and then they doubled down with Lynn Wood and Sidney Powell and Rudy Giuliani, and and, and it, it seems extraordinary, isn't it? You know, it's just but torn them apart. They, these are these are you know these are people like uh, from our, our, our Betfair Trumpers, you know, they're, they're, they're yeah. Trump punters, and and they just can't relinquish, not yet. And I think a lot of these people can't relinquish. Well, they believed in the, you know, the, the president of the United States of America, which honestly isn't that crazy of a thing. Like, okay, yeah, politicians lie. But the idea of fundamentally believing in this sort of, you know, this force, it makes a certain degree of sense. But what's interesting with this and these like, you know, this, this like Trump body count of just people that he's brought in and just completely destroyed. Like you've got someone like Rudy Giuliani who honestly was already a bit fucked, but is now just a complete uh. laughing stock. And like the chance of him, you know, like actually getting sued by Dominion for getting his paid. entire net worth is no, really well, high. Oh, look, he, yeah. like it's $1.3 billion they're suing him for. I mean, like it's that's a meme number. But what it is, is it's basically saying we are going to sue you for every single cent you have. 
Yeah, because whatever that might be, because you've undermined what is our core business, you know, and 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 this is how we make money. This is this is how a company makes money. So you yeah. have basically cruel the reputation of our company and its potential to sell voting machines and and voting systems uh, to a rapidly democratizing world. By the way, and yeah. and, uh, and 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 basically. You're killing our core business, and our core business is valued at X. Now it might not be 1.3 billion dollars, but it'll be a lot. Yeah, I mean that's it. I mean, like, yeah, Sydney Power, these- Lynn, Lynn Wood, Rudy Giuliani, all these freaks. Bring your checkbooks, guys. You you are in big trouble. Yeah, or they'll be liquidating their assets, basically. That is, of course, how far this goes and things like that. If I was Ron Watkins, I wouldn't be sleeping well, but being in Japan does isolate him from some of this. And let's face it, the guy probably doesn't have that much money anyway. And all the ridiculous companies and funnels and bullshit these guys have with their websites, I mean, they're fucking cooked. One of the things that's really interesting, I think, is Lynn Wood's complete, complete fall from grace. He's disintegration. A guy who, it's, a, it's, you know, it's, a, it's a textbook disintegration. He's a defamation lawyer. He's fairly successful. He's you know he's got his own firm, that sort of stuff. He's a known entity, and he exists. And then he gets involved with the Trump clan. He starts making all these claims about Dominion, making all these claims about election fraud. And honestly, it just seemed like it was a bit of a job for him. But it had all these like biblical undertones and that sort of stuff. Mm. He starts losing his fucking mind a bit. And honestly, he just got really pilled. And I feel for him a bit because it feels like he sort of you know took the ride and didn't know when to get off. But at didn't this he, point, he's you know, isn't, he's he, told- isn't he begging? Isn't he begging in his various various uh, web uh, forms to for his for one of his, for, for his, his son to reconcile yeah. with? Yeah, this bit's really dark, and I actually just opened up Telegram to look at there's a new message. It's fucked. This is fucked. So basically, what happened is that his son, his all his children have stopped talking to him, but he's isolated his son as someone who is not talking to him. His son named his son, so Lynn Wood's grandson, after him. So I guess the, the kid's name is Lynn. I don't know. Oh Maybe there's something more. I don't know. Mm. But essentially what happened is he sent a message on Telegram to his 117,000 fucking subscribers with his son Matt's email address saying that oh I, I can't speak to him, but maybe you can. Basically yeah. encouraging. So I, he's just getting hammered from 100-odd thousand people saying, talk to your dad. Yeah, basically. Now, now Lynn's done a follow-up on that, saying, maybe I should not have mentioned my son, Matt, <laughs> along with a request that you consider now. writing him a note of love and faith. Yeah. Fuck you, idiot. Bit, bit late for that now, because you basically, oh, totally. your own son's just had to change his email address and go through all that unpleasantness and kill that one. Uh, yeah. And so he just doesn't get you know annoyed by seriously deranged people. Totally. So- and it's just this so like annoying, like, you know, sort of kid glove, insincere, like, I love my son. He's a bit of a fuckwit, but I love him. Like, there's this <laughs> all like hot and cold within the same thing. But he says now, so I am now so now I am accused of doxing my own son. I intended no such thing. I love him. I would do I would never do anything to hurt him. And then he's saying, I have not and will not publicly disclose what he has said or done to me, or vice versa. <laughs> that is so ominous. You are basically saying that your son has been a massive cunt. And that, like it's almost like one of those messages that you like blink in Morse code when you're a hostage, yeah. saying, I will not disclose what he has done or said to me in the past, which is a way of saying he has abused me like 
Fuck well, you know off, what man. it sounds like, Joel, don't you? Really? Father and son, you know? You know what it sounds yeah. like? It sounds like the crippling level of pathos that exists for another family in deep distress. Ooh, are you talking about Eric, Jack? Eric, Joel. He's like He's a, like a bastard, bastard on, on Father's, Father's Day. Day. Yes, Joel, it's a terrible time for Eric, who is a good-looking boy, despite those pesky skin eruptions on his face and neck, and the fact he hasn't had a feed for the last 11 days. Mm. He'd been hanging around outside the White House kitchen door for a week or so, but the staff have been told feeding him would only encourage him, and finally he was moved along when the sous chef went after him with a broom. Look, Joel, it seems hard to believe that it was only 11 days ago the Trumpster took to the steps of Marine One, looked back, waved and urged everyone to have a good life, and please buy my bath salts, 60 bucks a pack of three, postage and handling not included. No. Now, before he did those things and hit the road, I think at a minimum, the 45th President of the United States, at the very least, Donald Trump should have left a forwarding address to his second and obviously least favourite son. Eric, who was a good-looking boy, got pulled up at the White House gate after the Biden inauguration. The milk bottle top, Melania had pinned to his jacket, didn't mean anything anymore. They just wouldn't let him in. Oh. Eric asked one of the new Secret Servicemen guys where his dad was and the Secret Serviceman told him he'd gone. And when Eric asked him if his dad, love, love you, dad, dad, was coming back, the Secret Serviceman said he didn't know, but he didn't think so. Oh. Now, Eric's been walking the streets having the sorts of visions the rest of us could only have under a three-piote button binge, meeting people, some of them very angry, who shouted at him almost as bad as his dad Love, love you, Dad. Love you, Dad. Used to. And so 11 days later, Eric Trump, who was a good-looking boy and could one day soon, with a little help, be a good-looking boy again. Right now he's filthy with lice after sleeping with the White House raccoons and he's forgotten how to use the toilet. I think we're all very worried about Eric Joel and I do ask our readers to contribute to his Patreon page, uh, which you can see somewhere. I'm not sure. Or you can buy the pack of four luxury candles at Trump store for $140 that was uh, actually an inauguration day special, so the candles might cost oh. a little bit more now. Oh, but whatever you do, do it urgently. I don't think we have much time before Eric shits his pants again. Oh, no. There he goes now. Oh, come on. Please help, guys. Please help, Eric. He needs it. And that's enough of that because now it is time for this. This is a segment Vogue Living described as, I know those words, but not when they're placed together in that order. It's the week in Pete Evans. It has been a huge week in Pete Evans, as it appears he has cracked a special valve recently and gone full (laughs) tilt on cue shit. And while he continues to evade the ban hammer on Instagram Mm, by basically just mostly posting salmon salad and bullshit, his Telegram posts are going batshit insane. He's stepped it up a notch. If you like, yeah, like like that was impossible. Busy guy, busy. 
So this week, Peter's managed to post a blatantly inflammatory transphobic post about Cece Telfer, the transgender athlete who is being used as a political football at the moment on the right to drum up this satanic panic around mm. trans people, especially within the athletic circles. Mm. I mean, it's just another fucking right-wing trope, and it's awful there is a victim who's so clearly, clearly being yes. affected by this. Peter's shown his transphobic he colours before, has. but it, he's really doubling down on this one, possibly to cement his political future as a serial right-wing public who pest. Knows, who knows? This shit is like candy to One Nation voters. Yeah. Um, possibly GAP voters too. Yes, if they're is, right. yeah. It's not even funny though. It's just sad and malicious. He's just a terrible human being. <laughs> but the rest of the dribble coming from Pete's clicky finger is just surreal shit. He posted this random cue drop about like New York Mayor Andrew Cuomo putting COVID positive patients in retirement homes. Yeah, I don't know the big story here, but what what it really is is cementing the fact that he's on the Q train because he's mm. posting straight up Q drops, but also what happened to COVID being fake? Pick a fucking lane, Pete. Either COVID is fake yes. and it doesn't exist or Democrats are evil killing old people. Pick a fucking lane. Yeah, yeah, you can't. You can't. Just be consistent you, you in your bullshit. You can't have red and black, Pete. You know, you're yeah. such a fucking moron. So he's got these usual bullshit anti-vax tropes because, you know, it's our Pete. But he's really fixated on this idea that China are using anal swabs to test for COVID. Really? Now, this <laughs> is actually true. And apparently they're more accurate than the throat and nose ones. And, you know, maybe a bit more of a fun time if you like that sort of thing. But the thing is, I don't know what to make of this one because he's yeah, really, he's really, he's fixated on this anus thing. Yes. And look, it's I'm a little not bit that troubling. Keen. It's a little bit troubling to me, Joe. It is. It's a a little bit weird. Fuck. But the thing that's so annoying is that now he's just said, well, I mean, if China's doing it, of course, Biden and Harris are going to do it. So apparently Joe Biden is now going to like mandate anal swaps for America (laughs) because let's face it, no one likes having things shoved up their ass without a lot of consent. Uh, And Pete mm. is uh, full of shit. So, I mean, just fuck. And that is just the tip of the iceberg here. So- He's also posted this shit video, the fact that Trump is still president and Biden was never sworn in. Oh. You know, it's a usual sort of crap. You know, Trump's so, running in the background, soft nonsense. What, 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 let's, let's see what we've done so far this week, Joel. It's a huge week. QAnon, we've huge, done anti-vaxxers. Anti-vax, transphobia, transphobia. butt stuff. This is huge. This is a huge week. This is the tip of the iceberg. Strap yourselves (laughs) in, kids. Double seatbelt yourself because he fucking hates double masking. So basically this sort of thing about like, you know, Pete Evans giving a nod to Trump being president, it's Mm. that kind of thing that Trump punters really like because they sort of say, oh, okay, cool. You know, maybe we should put another few thousand dollars on at 15,000 to one odds, for, you know, <laughs> just in case March comes be, in. There'd be a fairly significant crossover, I would think, between the Trump uh, the Trump punters and, and, oh, massively. and, and, and Pete's, Pete's various oh. sites, yeah. Absolutely. I can imagine those guys are definitely getting a few of their cues from Sam and Salad Man. But yeah. one thing that really More. caught my attention, I had to actually look this one up, but uh, he posted a video of the Tanzanian president, John Magafuli, having a nice little dance to some drums. And everyone's like, oh, this is so lovely. Look, you look at him having fun and not being fearful. Fuck me. So I, I looked into this and it turns out his supporters are praising him because he's posted this thing. John Magafuli is a COVID denier and an anti-lockdowner 
to a point of hilarious absurdity. This is a guy who claims he sent fruit to be tested for COVID and that it came back positive. And COVID deniers love this shit, you know, because it just discredits the idea of COVID. Apparently, after 509 infections and 21 deaths in May 2020, he literally decided that God would protect them from the virus and did nothing. And since then, surprise, surprise, they've had zero cases. <laughs> oh, my God. Amazing. God really does perform miracles. Amazing how fucking stupid Pete's supporters are and how they idolize these idiots in power who just, like, lie and make shit up when it suits their fuckheaded agenda. They hate corruption unless that corruption fits their fuckwit narrative. Uh, we've got 509 confirmed new cases in Tanzania uh, on the 31st of January. That was when it was... That was when it was confirmed. 21 deaths and 183 recovered. That's Those are the Tanzanian figures. Whether they're genuine or not, I don't know. If you if you to look at somewhere like Uganda as a sort of similar case, they've got 39,533 oh, confirmed, fuck. 324 deaths, 14,179 recovered. So, so uh, yeah, so I'd imagine those 509. It's, basically, if you don't test, you don't get to learn. I think that was uh, Donald Trump was uh, big on that. You know, yep, for yep. Most, for most most of 2020. That's that sounds about the the Marga playbook. So um, you know this is uh, this is just something that they're just completely f- not only cool with but like actively encouraging. So I'm sorry, there is so much to report this week. Uh, I, I'm actually covering about a third of what I wanted to uh, <laughs> cover. It's fucking insane. The thing I've really enjoyed this week in Pete Evans is the guy who literally doesn't know what fiat currency is has not only decided to kick <laughs> the crypto can down the road and post more fucking pointless memes about that. I don't think he understands, but he's attempted to become the hero of the Robin Hood GameStop short we talked about in the news. Mm. Now, here's a guy who wouldn't know a hedge fund from a fucking hedgehog posting wildly <laughs> about this recent bump in GameStop shares by the nerds on Reddit, Wall Street, Sub, and all the rest of the ridiculous ha that's going around there. Now, of course, all the sketchy shit like Robin Hood selling the shares is Biden. Of course. Mm. And he's posted a whole bunch of memes explaining how short selling works in this context, which makes me think that his knowledge on the topic, and let's face it, most topics he claims to be this fucking amazing divine expert in, rudimentary as fuck. Because he just reads internet memes. Like shit internet memes. That's, That's how he researches know. stuff. Yeah. So I had a look at them, and like all of them had something wrong with them. Of mm. course they do, because it's just some random Reddit user being screen capped and shared around fucking right wing circles. So that's a surprise. So Candace Owens is taking some really big hot takes on this about how the fucking, you know, it's this big left-wing deep state conspiracy and the right wing are all the fucking heroes about it. Like, it's just so childish. They're doing the whole big tech wank because apparently Facebook shut a group called Robinhood Stock Traders. I don't know if this actually happened or, like, what this actually means, (laughs) but I love the comment that he put on this Telegram post. Here we go. This is his quote. Are we surprised? can't have anybody competing with those communist billionaire pedophiles. Oh, I mean, he's gone cute. He's gone cute. What is, he just comes what does back to it, doesn't he? mean, though? Like, <laughs> communist billionaires? Are, the, 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 this is a hedge fund. <laughs> They're not fucking communist. You don't understand what communism is. This is the problem with this fucking moron. He just uses words that he sees and just, like puts them in crayon in places. What is the basis to say that these people are pedophiles? Where, like, what is the basis of that claim? He just mm. throws the word pedophile at people and just sees Com- what happens. Communist, like, how this guy hasn't been done. Communist billionaire yeah. pedophile. What? Not just pedophile. Oh, yeah, because oh, all those fucking Marxists in the hedge fund. Yeah, <laughs> of course, you fucking moron. So, essentially, the guy who doesn't know what fiat currency is mm. also obviously doesn't know what communism is throws the fucking term pedophile at anyone he doesn't like. And honestly, look, 
when it comes to this whole thing, I hate hedge fund managers. I really, really do. And I think short selling should be illegal. It's a yeah. bullshit grown-up gambling mechanism for rich people where you get to keep the winnings and ask for bailouts when you lose, which they did by forcing Robinhood to shut, you know, sell their stocks right. fucking lower. So you short a stock, you sabotage a company, and you make money from misery. It is disgusting, and these people should be first against the wall. But what's the relevance to Pete here? Here is an amazing feat <laughs> of people power, using social media and a strong resolve to almost bankrupt a multi-billion dollar hedge fund and basically meme their way into exposing the fraudulent nature of modern investment mechanisms and and Pete Evans makes it all about him. <laughs> all about Pete. Everything he touches has to be about fucking him. So painful. Now, we are almost done here, but I've got one more that really pissed me off. He's like, so look, as you can imagine, Pete is like, you know, starting his bullshit tirade about the Biden presidency and all the things he's done wrong. And so he's starting to go at his cabinet and John Kerry's in the cabinet. Here is this absolute clangor of a quote about John Kerry. John Kerry is a Freemason, a bonesman to be precise. We must foil their plans at every turn, constantly interfere with the new world order in any way you can. Being a spoiler is good fun. Enjoy. So Pete thinks the Freemasons and the Skull and Bone Society are the same thing. They're fucking... (laughs) Not you. You love the Freemasons, don't you? The uh, the the, the desperate Freemasons. Freemasons. They they got websites. They're inviting people to come. I mean, they can't get anybody. Uh, you go they're to a desperate. Freemasons meeting. There's there's three guys playing cards. You know. I mean, it's, yeah. it's just there's not a lot going on there. So but the whole idea that's based season. on this sort of Freemasons movement is just so laughable to me. Anyway, oh, but there's but Skull and Bones isn't. It's it's not a free. It's not a Freemasons group. It's no, it's boys. fucking not. It's an it's old boys club from Yale University. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's like the thing that George Bush, w, George W. Bush was in it, like Michael Moore made a big yes, deal of it. Yes, he was too, that's right. Yeah. But the thing that's annoying is it's a fucking idiot. It's just everyone he doesn't like is like a Freemason and Freemasons are bad. Everyone's a pedophile. Like, why? Because he's a fucking moron. And while Kerry is a bonesman and doesn't deny it, he isn't a fucking Freemason and they're not the same fucking thing. And this is the thing that pisses me off and this is in closing. Why do people listen to Pete Evans? He's not <laughs> smart. Like, I know this is all misinformation and I know that the entire basis of saying that someone is not smart about being a bullshit artist sounds fucking ridiculous and paradoxical, but there are much better con artists out there. Why are you listening to this grifter? There are such better ones out there. Go and listen to a grifter who's read a fucking book because Pete Evans does not know what he's talking about. And honestly, the only thing worse than Pete Evans is someone who fucking listens to him. He's not a thought leader. He's a fucking moron. Uh, and look, with that, I just gotta, I've just got to say, because I'm absolutely startled, just how big Pete Evans' week the was. I mean, biggest. That, that's, that's got to be the biggest. I mean, he's it's had some big be. ones, but that's got to be the biggest. He's off and, the rails. And you have been listening to the Conditional Release Program with your host, Jack the Insider on Joel Hill. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button, and if you've enjoyed our bullshit, throw us a five-star review on your podcast app. Yeah, Jack can be found on Twitter on at Jack the Insider and Joel on <laughs> at Crunchy Moses with a K. We've set up a Facebook page, which you can find fairly easily. And look, 
I'm going to level with you here. Promoting a podcast is easier said than done. So if you could share this episode or if this one kind of sucks, maybe a past episode you really like, <laughs> everyone likes sob sits and incels, share us on social media. We can't do it. It's really embarrassing when you share your own podcast. People think you're a fucking idiot. So if you could give us a hand with this and just get a few hearts and minds on board, that would be fucking great. We really appreciate it. We would be very, very grateful to you if you could do that. And finally, all feedback, tips and death threats should be sent to the conditional release program at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you, even if you simply want to give us the itinerary for our arrest and execution on television. Oh, yeah. If the storm is coming, coming, guys, I'd love to be able to plan for it. Thanks in advance. See you later. See you, guys. See you next week.